Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Strickland Mailbag or Mail Dot Bag Patreon edition. I'm Drew. Dallas is here. What I up, am, Dallas? I am here. That's it. That's all you got for me. That's all I got. Awesome. So we'll <laughs> just keep. So we're just gonna keep plowing through, guys. This is early in the podcast, so I need to mention some ads and some page, well, Patreon stuff, guys. You're hearing this preview right now. Like, everyone right now, you can go on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, um, Stitcher. I'm running out of podcasts. <laughs> Places to listen to your podcasts. I don't even actually know if we're on these things. Podcast, but... podcast, podcast, dot, workspot, wordspot, yeah. black, black, yeah, blogspot.com. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. You're listening to this for free. And it's only going to be, I don't know, like a 20, 30 minute preview. But what if you can listen to the entire thing? How, how do we, what? How do you get that? Oh. If you go to patreon.com backslash the Strickland, you can join one of our multiple tiers. We have a $3 tier, a $6 tier. That's what you get for the premium content. You get Schwinn's extra podcast. You get to listen to this entire thing, which is. Again, it could be 20 minutes if we stay on here for two hours. It's a free hour or so, but you can get two hours. We Access get to the Discord. goes on, too. Huh? We get more drunk as it goes on, too. That is true, because we are, we, are, we are drinking right now, so you, you'll do that. You'll, you'll hear that. <laughs> Not do that. Yeah. Hear that. Again, we have $15. $30. Yeah, $30. $50. All this good stuff. Um, definitely check it out. Patreon.com backslash the Strickland. You can also get there by going to the Strick.land, clicking right on the homepage. Definitely check it out. And now um, let's do some questions before, before we get to our next ad read that I am not going to forget. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll find out and see where it goes. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. You got it. Yeah. Dallas has it, has everything memorized. He DraftKings sent it straight, sent it right to Dallas, and he was right like, "Brain, they teleported it right in." Memorize, memorize it, and he goes, "I got you." It's it can all be summed up in uh, <laughs> one word. Yeah, TPPN gamble. TPPN gamble. Gamble, gamble. All right, so we are listen. We are kicking this off, right? We're I'm we are going to answer the questions starting from when I specifically was like, "Hey, everyone, I'm fielding questions." So it's that time. If you asked something in the past, 
that was too bad where listen if you're going to start keeping all these questions in this nebulous region between when Alex and Wack and Marty are doing their podcast and when Dallas and I do it just real just remember sometimes we're not going to look at them yeah well the thing is uh Alex and Marty they sometimes and Wack they sometimes talk about uh Marvel and all, in fact, they always talk about and only talk about Marvel in my head. And yeah, it's pretty I much it. Avoid the Marvel talk. So well, they also, would, would they also get the, we'll get like baseball questions about like the Mets. Oh. And listen, D- Dallas thinks he's a Mets fan. He's not a Mets fan. <laughs> and I haven't followed baseball since like 2009. So it's like you were asking <laughs> the wrong. <laughs> it's like you were asking the wrong people about Martinez, baby. Oh Ray yeah, Mahone. Pedro was a uh, was a Matt. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, classic Bartolo times. Cologne. Classics that Johan Santana. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember any other Mets players. Literally, Billy Wagner, the closer. Another Mets player. Uh, I can name Mets players. We got Mike Piazza. That's good. Who apparently destroyed an Italian soccer club. I did not know about that, but that's how I totally believe that. There's a. Uh, Carlos Delgado, the greatest Carlos to ever play for the uh, for the Mets. Um, there's Jose Reyes, Dwight Gooding. Uh, I, was, I was about to say Doc Rivers. <laughs> what's the what's the guys the Gooden who played in the NBA? Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. That's right. He's he was the bald one, right? Yeah, he went to Kansas. He was like one of those like big time players, and he came into the league, and he was just like a bench guy for like ten years. <laughs> When you Google Drew Gooden, you just get, you get, what? I guess there's some, like, famous YouTuber who looks not is it like him? an NBA player. Is it, <laughs> is it Drew Gooden? No, he looks more like a, like a, a Jonas Brothers, like, backup, like a second, you know, like a body double in case one of them's sick. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, people, when they listen to podcasts, love when other people who are talking on it search the internet and describe what they're looking at. <laughs> Hey, this is this is what you this is that good sweet Patreon content, right? Yeah, for uh, all right. I we're, love Google. This is this is five minutes into the thing. We still haven't even read the first question. That's perfect. And it's perfect because it's not even a basketball question. <laughs> Duder Adam asks if you could take a pill that made you ten percent smarter, but its side effect is that it makes people think you were twenty percent less intelligent. Would you take it? If so, how many? And there was a clarification that it is stacked, not uh, multiplied. So it's like 10%, and then you get another 10% on that 10%. I'm assuming, et cetera, et cetera. So so it's stacking that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to say I would take as many as would get me up to the intelligence likability ratio of Mr. Dolan. Yeah. So uh, probably several because my likability would have to go way down and my intelligence would have to go way up to get there. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's really thinking like, Oh my God, this guy's so smart. So it's (laughs) like, I'll just take all the pills until I get, until I max it out at a hundred. What do I care? Yeah. (laughs) Like that's what I'll do. There you go. I'm maxing out my stats. Max, max them out. But everyone's gonna think everyone's gonna think I'm even more stupid. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at it. I don't care. 
I'll 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 live with it. I'll live with the uh like the big brain like in the me. <laughs> I'll live. With it. it will be annoying though, because like would would that make it such that like even if you, you'd have to like. Uh, like, if you did anything good or, like, worthwhile with your intelligence, you'd have to, like, anonymously do it. Because if people read it and it was attached to your name, they'd be like, oh, this is dumb. Like, I'm not even going to waste my time on it. Oh, that's true. Like, I'm, I would, be, answer, I, I would like, be fine with that. Like, I don't want the, I don't want the, uh, the fame with that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's I'll fair. just stay anonymous. It's fine with me. I just, listen, I just want to watch Knicks games. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, though, whether or not you want the fame, it's coming for you. Yeah. In that case, then maybe I don't take them. But no, I'll just max them out. Who cares? People think I'm dumb. Whatever. I'll. I think I'll manage. No. Do I still look. If I'm still getting paychecks, and they clear the bank every two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. Villain X asks, "Are the Knicks better than this? Dallas are the Knicks better than twenty-five and twenty? Uh, yeah, a little bit. They're not that much better, but probably a little bit better. Um. I mean, like, look, every year, one thing that I do think we forget sometimes is, like, um, you know, there's, there are, uh, you know, close games that go one way, and you're like, ah, goddamn. But there's often close games that, like, you, you eke out, too, that maybe you shouldn't have. Like, uh, we've had some that we certainly, um, the way Tibbs coached, probably didn't deserve to win, but, like, snuck across the finish Still managed to do it, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but I guess then you can say like, well, uh, take Tibbs away and then are we better? And I think, yeah, we're probably a couple of games better. Um, uh, I think it's not unreasonable to think we are a 50 win team. Um, Schwinn and I were talking about that the other day. Um, that seems plausible to me going into the season. I think I predicted trying to remember like something like 45 wins or 46 wins. And I think we're a little better than I thought we were. Um, Cause I expected some Julius Randall regression. I did not expect this much. Yeah. Uh, same. Um, I, yeah. This was the, the Julius Randall showed up like even better. Yeah. <laughs> and like I expected Grimes to be good. Um, uh, but I didn't expect as much uh, sort of off the dribble stuff. Um, I expected, Part of like built into those expectations too were also um, just Tibbs chicanery. Like I was expecting him to do stupid lineup stuff, which he did in fact do. Like starting the year with Evan Fournier, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle as like four of your five defenders. And then you and then you're basically like, well, R.J., you're the best perimeter defender of that group. Go defend the point of attack. And it's like it was, is, yeah, it's like yeah, terrible, a, a mess. And then they, we went with Cam as the point of attack defender for a good while, which, which, I, which I was fine. fine. I, I mean, it was fine. It's it wasn't. It was it was better than RJ, but Cam, it's not. But it's not as good as Grimes. Cam deserved his spot. I agree. He deserved to play. I thought, but yeah, point of attack. You had Grimes. You well, Grimes. It was injured at that time, but you had quickly. You you just had better options to <laughs> to, to have at the point of attack on defense and Tibbs. That's one of the weird things. We were also talking about this. Again, shout out Patreon Discord. Uh, all the best conversations. The Discord. There. Um, but we were talking about this recently, but um, like for Tibbs gets all this recognition as a defensive coach, and that's like the big thing everybody talks about. But throughout his tenure here, here tenure here, he has been fucking terrible at putting just like the <laughs> best defensive players on the court. Like yeah. And it's it not so like, it was like, oh, well, he's putting the worst defensive players on the court 
to get great offensive gains and they're going to make up for it there and his scheme is going to make up for it. No, he like puts the worst defensive players on the court together and he continues to run a super aggressive scheme that these terrible defensive players like Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, whatever, just can't execute. No, um, it's, it's, it's the way this, this is what I, I think I mentioned this a while, while back on when we we're doing like a pre no, post game. It was like my it was like me, uh, Sam, and I think maybe Jeff was on it. And I was mentioning how like they're just like, well, how does Tibbs get buying for like guys like that? And I yeah. go, it's like, well, what he his philosophy, his kind of like his very regimented approach, it does lead to wins, right? Like if you actually do execute these specific things, you will win. You will be successful on defense, right? The bend don't break and expand, right? Like that actually, that is a very sound defensive principle. Yeah. It works. And that's why players buy into it. Cause when you do it, it works, but it's not going to work when you put the bat, like you need all five guys to like buy in, execute it perfectly. And you're not going to get that with well, they have, Evan Fournier like, and Jalen Brunson and all these sort of guys. Like, it's, it's not going to work. Really athletic. Yes. Um, it takes, it's very demanding. Um, and yeah, when you're over helping the way they do, um, like Tibbs, you know, uh, if you're dri- if someone's driving to the middle, you'll see like, um, the guard, the guard defending the other wing drop all the way down, sometimes past the nail, um, like really low to, to shut down the penetration and then getting back to his man is just, it's all, I mean, it's a long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, we got absolutely blown up early in the year by, I mean, a number of teams, but Memphis specifically was one of the teams who beat us a lot by just like doing silly, simple shit. Like jaw would just like take a few steps towards the free throw line. know that was coming that helped defense and then immediately kick it to, right. um, the wing shooter who would drain a three because they were pretty much open because that was when we were running Evan Fournier and Jalen Brunson. And those guys just can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have the guys who can execute it, I think it's a really good defense, a really good base defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still, I mean, and now we're, we're circling away from the question a little bit, but like Tibbs' inflexibility, um, it's just, it's going to start uh, becoming a problem once you get to the playoffs when teams are preparing for mm-hmm. your schemes and they're studying them in depth and they're coming up with strategies to negate them. That's when I think, unless you're like, legitimately the best at that one thing like like prime lebron right it didn't matter what defensive scheme you threw at him he could do his thing and it was like it doesn't matter yeah right you obviously you want to try to scheme some stuff up or whatever but you can just you can just prime lebron is going to get to the rim doesn't matter what you do right Giannis Mm -hmm. is similar in terms of like yeah, you can wall up the paint. You can try this stuff. Maybe you're going to have some luck. on a game. And the Knicks actually do it. They're actually the one team who actually do a decent job of the wall defense on Giannis. I will say. It's, it, 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 it helps because Mitch is there. regular season, you know. Yeah, it's regular season, of course. In January. Um, I, will, I will add to your things. I know there could be some pushback in the idea that they're not, like, Tibbs isn't specifically asking to overhelp. Players are overhelping, which... If that's the case, then why is the coach playing guys who are overhelping? Nah, right. So like, so it's, I, right. It's one. It's one of those things where, if you're say, if the counter is that, then you need to identify. So why is he playing the players who can't do it? Right. Like then you have to answer that. But in any event, 
let's get i'm gonna bring us back to the question a bit if you go to like basketball reference if you look at like the uh, pythagorean uh win stuff yeah the next are 27 and 18 and that that's based off basic more or less point differential it's it's not but i'm simplifying it for the sake of (laughs) convenience for everyone that's six in the nba 27 and 18 turns out to like a 60 win percentage that gets the Knicks at like 49 wins right so we're talking about yeah. Right, we're, we're talking about like a cusp fifty yeah. win team. Well, they're performing; they've performed half of the season as almost a fifty win team. So, like, they are leaving stuff on the uh, on the table right now. That's right. That sounds plausible. And it's, you know what doesn't really help? I, th- I think we're gonna get to some of the questions about it. <laughs> He's running a playoff rotation right now in the middle of January, and it is not going to last. I'm just, like, it is not going to last, and the, these guys will burn out. Yeah, that's that's another thing with Tibbs, and it's like it's ridiculous. We all came into the year saying like, oh, the strength of the Knicks is our depth, <laughs> but we is, it, and it probably is true that like the top six guys are much better than the next tier down. Um, yes, there, that's it's fair. a drop off, even to Ob Sims, you know territory and then another drop off probably to the Fournier Deuce territory where you're like I'm either getting a great defender or a great offender or you know, offender offender yeah. <laughs> offender um no you're getting a great off like a good I shouldn't say great I should say a good offensive player like a who's terrible at defense or a, a good defensive player who's terrible at offense. Who's terrible offense yeah yeah so like there's definitely steps but like you just got you gotta find creative ways to use them and that's one of the things Tibbs, I think, is the worst at is like yes. he has his one system and every player has to fit into it no matter what. We see it with Hart. We see it with Sims. Neither of them should be dropped. Like, and anyway, there's all sorts of issues with them. Well, that's Deuce getting like shoved into running pick and rolls. You're like, why is there any world in which Deuce should be running a pick and roll? Like, you can clearly see that's not, he's not ready for that. You have like, Quickly, when he's not the like when he's on the court with Brunson, he just does not touch the ball. He's no. strictly a three and D guy because in Tibbs' mind, there's a ball handler, mm-hmm. and then there's like I guess you can have a big who also handles the ball, but you have a point. Yeah, guard, it's like it's like the star, like the star the star big if you want him. Yeah, I guess that's how I put it. Yeah, like the Joakim Noah role or the. Joe it's not even the Joakim Noah role, right? Role. It's. It's just like you have the point guard star, like you have the star guard role, and then you have the star like finisher role in a way, which would be Randall, and then everyone else plays off them. That's that's what he said that everywhere he's been. It was Joakim and Rose, or it was Cat and a litany of point guards, depending on. Well, no, they eventually. Well, they had Butler that one year, so it was Butler. It was Butler and the one year, um, yeah, yeah, in Towns basically. But they had they had like. Rubio, I think, his first year. Then I think they had yeah Teague or George Hill. Maybe they had come in. I don't know. I I forget. But some, I think some no- like washed vet because Tibbs was yeah. making all the personnel decisions. So he was. Like, oh, oh yeah, no, it was it was. I think Tyus Jones was the backup who was better, who's still clearly better than Jeff Teague. But Teague was getting all the minutes. Yeah, something I, like that. yeah. it was something like that because I remember when I would watch the Timberwolves randomly during those times, I'd be like. Tyus Jones is significantly better than Jeff yeah, Teague. Tibbs Why is he not starting? Tibbs immediately traded him too. He was like, "No, uh, it did." I think he he traded him, right? Yeah, he traded him to Memphis. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, we're probably screwing that up. We'll have our editors, um, yeah, yeah, fact yeah. check us for that. Yeah, yeah. 
We have a big team that works on producing this. We have our team you, huge. You guys should see the the hair and makeup crew right now. Doug is looking <laughs> really fly for this podcast. It is, yeah. It's tons of hair and makeup and stylus, all that. We we're rolling in on Patreon money. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Tibbs first got here and he was like, "How can we get Marcus Morris, Gordon Hayward, Bogdanovich? Yes. Can we move? Can we flip R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson for for vets?" Yeah, and then now he's like, no, we can't we can't get rid of Mitch. What are you talking about? We can't get rid of Mitch. He's indispensable. I know, yeah. It's like Tibbs, you make up your mind, man. I it's just he's just really bad at player evaluation and he's really bad at player projection. Yeah, because there's no reason Hartenstein should get minutes. Yeah. Sims should get all the minutes. Well I think Hartenstein would be okay if he was used better. Okay, but he's not he's not though. Yeah, so it would be fun to even minutes. <laughs> he's not though, so it's like, yeah. why is he playing? The majority of his value, he's going to be like a neutral to sub neutral defender, right? Yeah, um, not he's not a tire fire for the most part, but he's also not he's not a plus for sure. Well, uh, he, well he's definitely a negative doing Mitch things because he basically has to do Mitch things. So it's like. Well, no, that's dumb. Why is he doing Mitch things? Mitch does Mitch things. <laughs> but where he's going to give it back to you, especially against bench units, is with his offense. If you allow him um, to operate it. I, and really, like, in that second unit, people are often like, well, there's no offense out there. And it's true that, like, the shooting kind of sucks. And, you know, um, there's not a lot of offensive talent out there. But you do have Quickly, obviously, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's too many times where he's not the one running the show, which is absurd. And then you have Hartenstein, who literally doesn't get involved at all. No, um, none. Gibbs ought to be scheming things up where Quickly and Hartenstein have lots of two-man actions where they're involved and um, Hartenstein gets, for example, short roll opportunities to be a decision maker where Hartenstein gets the ball in the post and quickly plays off him, mm-hmm. um, cut, sort of cutting around, you know? And we even saw that early in the, I think it was there was a preseason game or maybe like first game of the, I think it was preseason game. Cause yeah, they were doing backdoor cuts with Hartenstein. Yeah, Deuce, was, Deuce ran like three in a row against one team. And like, we just, you know, if you give Hartenstein the ball in the post or you give him the ball where he's stationary and can can view the floor, he's a good passer. Um, you, mean, you mean almost like when teams run a 2-3 zone against the Knicks and you need someone in, to collapse in the yeah. middle to force the defense to play and then you have someone to pass the ball? Yep, exactly. Yeah, and look, you're not like – I. maybe this isn't the sort of offense that can really translate to the playoffs, right? Like maybe it's not going to be reliable – hunting backdoor cuts for, like, Deuce McBride or something like that. But uh, sometimes in the regular season, you just need to eat minutes and need to survive some minutes. And there's mm-hmm. no reason that uh, you couldn't survive with, um, yeah, Hartenstein having a slightly different role and being an offensive weapon. Um, you can also, well, eh, there's other stuff. I don't even know what question. Are we answering a question? Are we just- Sure, we did. We're just going to move on to the next one. I'm not, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know where we got to. Uh, Jax365, Brothers Fee Minutes, asks, Shakira recently broke up with her partner, former soccer player Gerard Pique, I guess that's how you do it, uh, who cheated on her. Then she made a diss track about him. Pick one current and former Nick who would be in a similar situation. Mello is ruled out. Well, Anthony Mason was apparently 
the t- you know the um the subject of who shot you from Biggie. So we already have oh there you go uh, an example. But who would be in a specific situation like this? Derek Fisher would be for well, sure. Well, Derek Fisher, yeah, he was in that situ- like even though he was a coach, but like it's Derek Fisher. Derek yeah. Fisher, you're uh he gets that uh answer. Who I'm trying to think who would be- yeah uh, yeah that's it. We can't pick Mello. It's Derek Fisher. Yeah, I don't think I don't see Mello. Mello doesn't strike me as. No, I, he he did that. That was all reported and stuff like that. Right, but I mean, I don't think nobody's gonna anybody's gonna write a song about Mello. You don't think Lala's gonna write a song about Mello? I don't think so. He's not. He's not memorable enough. That's fair. I've That's already true. forgotten him. It's yeah, a, I know when they when they were show, whose numbers when they were uh, showing the uh, highlights of like the Knicks in England game and they you know during that season with like I was like oh shit I forgot like you know like Jason Kidd is on there looking old and grumpy and then Mello is there and yeah. like, oh. I was like I kind of forgot about those guys. I love how for the opening montage on MSG they still freaking have like Evan Fournier splashing shots, Cam Reddish doing stuff. You're like these guys are not Derek Rose. You're, they're not in the rotation at all. They don't play, and yet they're still like the center of the highlight package. Yeah, but like you can't do. What are you going to do? Highlights of a uh, Deuce coming off a screen. Yeah, do you uh, just do like Julius Randle Duncan and yeah, Deuce getting a steal? I don't know. <laughs> all right. There's, there's, there's NYC professionals. Come on, goddamn professionals. All right, can I read the question now? Yeah, go for it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> NYC critic, a.k.a. J.K. Andrews asks, top to bottom, most talented roster since 1999? Uh, yes. This is pretty talented. I would say yes. I think so. Yeah, because uh, no, the, the Mellow team really wasn't like that talented. Yeah. I think that's right. it was just like Mello was insane, and then you had like the great, like all the older guys, like Prigioni and kids that were just really good role players. The but only like, reason I, I'm a little skeptical, or I'm a little like, I don't know, is because stat, if it, you're just talking about talent, like Stoudemire was an insane talent. He just, yeah, was, but, but after that, the last knee thing, like he just, it just went all downhill after, like, basically the first what forty games of that. <laughs> like, it just went downhill. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he was say, he was absolutely incredible, though. Yeah. No matter what, independently of whether just on talent, and I, I, there's definitely a case to be made that this is the most talented team. But even if you thought just on talent that, um, because what well, I'm just trying to even say, like, you do like. Like Mello, Randall, Tyson, Mitch, and I'm, but I'm not going to do that. Even just, even just on that, like this, it's very clear that we're in the best position. We yes. Since yes. 99. I mean, since before 99, really. Because um, like 99, we weren't even, we somehow made it to the finals, but that was like um, insane. Even though I still and always will detest the Spurs for beating us in that finals. We did not, like, we were the eighth seed, right? Like we didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't like some amazing, incredible team or something like that. And it wasn't like it was a team that had a future either, right? It was like no. Ewing's busted, broken knees. End of yeah, game. but he wasn't in. That's where the whole Ewing yeah. comes in. That's what I mean. Like that was the, the and he's the franchise player, right? Like yeah, it wasn't like there was like a future we were building on. But like right now, we are in the best position we've been in since probably like the mid '90s as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree with that. Yeah. 
ZMP323 Company Man Hater asks, you are throwing a bachelor party for your co-host in Vegas. Your BFF, Mr. Dolan, says you can choose three current Knicks to take on the trip. Which players do you choose? All right, I am definitely... I already, taking, I already know who I'm choosing for you. I'm taking Emmanuel quickly and OB for you. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, oh, for me? Yeah, and then... Because they're, they, they're just fun. You know yeah, that's Listen... That's who I was picking for you. I know you're going to take quickly Nobi with you. Now, I for your third person, I'm bringing Julius Randle because I think that you guys would have a great time bonding about your anger issues on the court. We would. You, your your volleyball rage and his 2021, 20, 22 on-court anger. I think you guys would just really bond and have a lot to talk about. Yeah, speaking of raging, a lot of people rage when they are watching NFL games. <laughs> Guys, the NFL <laughs> playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook. Is the, is the wildcard still going on? I don't, I don't know. You're not going to get segues like this anywhere else, though. I can no, bet. you're not. Actually, that DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. I really hope I'm reading the right ad read for us <laughs> to, kick, to kick off this road to the Super Bowl 57. Oh, shit. There's 50, 57 Super Bowls? Wow. New customers can just bet $5 and get 200 uh, in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Or What's a no sweat bet? Tell a tell no, the listener. Listen, a no sweat bet means you can just throw your money in and you don't have to worry about losing it because it's no sweat. What? That actually sure. I honestly that, didn't know what it was, but that's no, I don't yeah, I don't know either. I just made that up. Oh. Just just place any NFL bet of your choice, <laughs> and if it loses, you get a free bet back up to ten dollars. So, okay, I was basically right. Action so good, why up to ten dollars? Yeah. The Strickland Patreon Club, these are high rollers. That's not come on, they're betting with like ten grand at minimum. Exactly. So why bet in the NFL playoffs anywhere else? Um, okay, we have to discuss our own experiences with the Abigail Day. <laughs> Listen, I put so much money on the Buffalo Bills last Sunday and I won two hundred free bets. Hey, any given Sunday, you know, any given Sunday. That's right. Any given Sunday, um, the great movie, Rudy. Is that a movie? Um, any given Sunday? Yeah, without Pacino? Come on. I didn't know that. All right, time to do the call of action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbooks app and use the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL and get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, listen, guys, and if you have a gambling problem, call one 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY. Listen, do your one eight hundred gambler equivalent. Any other states, you know, figure out what that is. Uh, yeah, there you go. You don't, you don't want Tony Soprano to take your store. No, you don't want any of them doing that. So make sure you don't don't overbet. Listen, just just bet within your means. Unless you re- unless you really want to risk it and get that free <laughs> TBPN <laughs> code DraftKingsSportsbook.com. Perfect. Um, that, wait, wait, wait. So, you gotta say you didn't finish telling saying who the third person was you'd you'd bring for me. Oh, I bring Mitch for you. 
Oh, okay, okay. I see. I like Mitch is Mitch is awesome. He definitely is awesome. I would have fun with Mitch, but I think I would have a great time with Tibbs. Like I would. I don't, I don't think Tib- Tibbs is not coming out. I need to go to Vegas with Tibbs and just like pick his brain and like find out. I I just have I have to get to the bottom of who he is. As a yeah, that, that that's a fair point. I would I hear love. his childhood story. Like what is what happened in his childhood that made him the scarred, angry, iron fisted man he is today. That that we need we need a Tibbs biography. We need like a biopic. Yeah, Chris Herring, you did the blood in the garden. Yeah, we get on. <laughs> we need we need a Tibbs. life story <laughs> of, of Sir Thomas Thibodeau. Please, <laughs> please give us the bio. Yeah, Chris, I know you're listening. You're not listening. I know you're listening. No, I Chris is listening. Chris, yeah. I know you're listening because I know you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Please, please write this book. That's why. Everyone else, Chris. I mean, Chris Herring is a patron subscriber. You, sh- you're not. Get with. Yeah, the- you're not. Come Dude, on. You're you're gonna meet Ben Stiller in our Discord if you like. It's crazy. Yeah, Ben Stiller. Maybe even uh, maybe Tracy Morgan. Could be. You never know. Maybe even um, Chloe Sevigny. Michael Imperioli. Big Knicks fan, you know. Or um, or Bobby Bacala, who I still don't know the actors. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know Bobby Bacala. I don't know. They're always just like, oh, he's a nice guy. He's the nicest guy ever. And I'm like, I only know him as Bobby Bacala. Yeah. Wait, they say he's a nice guy in real life or they say he's a nice guy in the TV show? No, in real life. Because <laughs> okay. he has so, a reputation in the show, too, as the nice guy, despite being somebody who, like, he's like, oh, I feel so bad. Also, pff, murdered. Yeah, no, it's. Like, uh, I, uh, I'm not. Nice. He, he, he loves trains, though. He does love trains, and he buried a cake for his wife. That was mm-hmm. really that was a, yeah. a sweet moment. And he struggled to come to grips with eating her last ZD. Yes, oh, man. He has Guys. emotions. That's that's all. He's a sensitive man. Yeah, and if we're spoiling the Sopranos for you, um, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, it's Tudor as good at- as uh, <laughs> his wife's buried cake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Deuter Adam asks, I actually, yeah, trust me, it's from Deuter Adam, this question, Wait, uh, Dallas. What did what? you call him last time? Dunder. Dunder, Dunder Adam. <laughs> Dunder Adam. Dunder, Dunder. It's a uh, Deuter, uh, he asks, actual hoops-related question this time. All right. Are you for or against the four-point line? If you're both on the same page, please one of you take the devil's advocate for, uh, for content's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I actually, I actually don't know what side Dallas is on. I don't know what side you're on either. Uh, uh, I don't think I like the idea. I'm for it. I'm actually for it. All right, so let's we'll do. Duty, you're lucky. We're on opposite sides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. So like, the game right now is pretty cool to me. Like, I don't. I'm not. People had all this stuff about like, oh, is the game becoming too too uniform? But it really isn't any more uniform than it ever was. It's, not. Um, it's sure shot selection is similar, but the ways teams get those shots are still varied and interesting, and the defenses teams play are varied and interesting. Like, for example, just watch 
uh, a Tom Thibodeau coach team and then go watch an Eric Spolstra coach team and mm-hmm. compare the defenses. Or, or watch the um, coach. What's team. his um? Who's who's the Grizzlies coach? Oh, uh, uh, why is my mind blank? Ah, I love him. He's great. Uh, he's yeah. Been- like when you like when you watch the Grizzlies when they're not playing with John and like Baines in with, and it's like it's really good like basketball. Uh, oh no, actually, I was thinking of the Utah Jazz coach, not the Memphis Grizzlies coach. But I like Taylor Jenkins is good too. I was yeah. in my head. I was thinking of the Jazz. Any team uh, west of the Mason Dixon line is they're all the same. No, it's. It, it would be west of the Mississippi, south of the Mason-Dixon oh, line. South. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. I usually do say that too. I always tell my partner that she's the best person west of the Miss, Mississippi. Yes, um, I'm for it because I just want, I just want the chaos that would ensue if you put a four, like if you had a four point line and a three point line, <laughs> <laughs> and you had the two. You can't have a four point line, I don't think, without expanding the court. Yeah, you would have to expand the court. And I just have like a weird line that's like just like it doesn't go all the way back. And then, like, what is it really even doing? I would like it because it would just be, I just like the gimmick of it. Because let's be honest, the people, the players who can actually make that shot, like, they're not going to be in the league that much longer. Like, I know people may, in theory, start working on it if there's a four point shot. Yeah. It's not going to be a good shot. Like, who takes those shots is basically Steph and Dame. And Steph is significantly better than Dame at it, who's very good at it. But you can take a big percentage hit, and the expected value be still pretty, pretty comparable. Uh, yeah, but but even then, like that, then you start running into like that's where like the math and stuff gets a little like wonky. And I think oh, where I that it's not always understood correctly. I think by like some people, especially we do like the three greater than two stuff, like you're still missing shots. Yeah, but <laughs> it's always better to make shots than to take bad gonna, shots. You're also the further, like when you're shooting from there, you're just going to have, I think a significant increase in long rebounds too. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's going to be a whole ripple effect. Yeah. Um, but I'm for it. But like, usually the justifications you hear is like, well, the one that I talked about is this uniformity of offense. The other thing is like, people are like, Oh, the mid range is dead. But it's really not. You still have, like, Mm-mm. I mean, watch. So some of our best players in the league, um, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, Jokic, are still doing lots of post-ups. Julius Randle, you're mm-hmm. doing lots of post-ups. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. And then you still have all of these guys working in the mid-range. You have, like, Kawhi, obviously. You have DeRozan. You, I mean, it's not like these shots are dead. It's just... Um, as others have pointed out, it's pretty much that you just don't have like, you know, um, uh, freaking like PJ Brown taking mid range shots anymore, or like right. just like random guys who can't really shoot. Um, I almost said Luis Scola, but he actually like, he actually play. could, he stroked that baseline, uh, or David West, they both, uh, stroked those, those mid range jumpers. But yeah, and you just don't have guys that are just like bums taking, you don't have, uh, uh, Bill Wellington, you know, pulling up from free throw line. <laughs> it's it's not just bums taking it. It's just, they basically eliminated the pump fake step in two instead of sidestepping. Unless you're Tim Hardaway Jr. and you're coached by Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, that's, that's or you're Courtney Lee. Yes. So like they the NBA that shot's gone because yeah. all the math. I, I actually don't even know 
if they if it's even published on the Strickland. But I, I've done tons of stuff on shooting stuff, and it tells you every single time that yeah. short mid range area, basically free throw line in, is still a good shot. Yeah, the floater range. Yes, it's yeah. I think that's what it, I think that's what, why I wrote it. It was basically the idea that like floaters are good. They're not as good as layups, obviously, but. but they're Are they still... as good as dunks, Doctor Doug? Yeah, uh, no, they're not. But so it's like the mid range is always valuable. They just—it's just the stupid shots and the certain guys taking them. Like it's really not a dead zone. It's actually a very thriving. You actually need to make those shots because in the playoffs, those are the shots you have to make. Yeah, and if you're not making them, you're not winning a playoff series. We we literally watched Julius Randle not make a shot two years ago and they lost the series. Like you need to make those shots. They're super important. Just the, um, it's basically like the DeMar shots. Cause he doesn't want to take threes. <laughs> he's, but he's the only okay, guy who, uh, can... what's the, uh, Oh God, why is my mind blank? This ridiculous point guard for the Indiana Pacers who always beats us the backup point guard. Oh yeah. TJ McConnell, TJ McConnell. He can't. I think he physically can't take threes. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he can either. <laughs> Although the other day, apparently, he was like four for four or five for five or something from three. But like he like you watch him try to like jump and get the ball there, and it looks like it's taking like every every ounce of effort in his small five foot eleven body. Or T.J. McConnell's been playing for what now, like eight years, ten years. I forget. I don't know how long. But it's every nice. time I watch him play, and you probably feel this way too. I'm always like. How is he not a starter in this league? Because <laughs> I'm like, he's so good. <laughs> but he's always, like, amazing against the Knicks. Like, he, he apparently he's not, like, as good against other teams, I guess, right? That's the case. But, like, every time I've watched him, I've seen him a lot. I'm always like, he's amazing. <laughs> Do you remember the, uh, the good old years? Uh, the TJ McConnell heydays when he played for the, like, eight-win Philadelphia 76ers? Yes. Those were yeah. the days. With, Those were the days. Uh, with potential superstar Nerlens Noel, and uh, I think Jeremy Grant was on that team. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he he was there for a while. Uh, oh man, those uh, were those were some. Billy Okafor, Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, my Michael Carter. <laughs> man, I actually thought that guy was going to be good coming out. I didn't. I, I grew up a Syracuse fan, so like I was probably a little biased, and I didn't like watch carefully back then. Like I wasn't like, oh yeah, let's really get into this and like. Think about no one from Syracuse has been good at basketball in the NBA. That he was that's not true. Who's a good who's a good NBA player that came out of Syracuse? You literally just named two. Carmelo well, you didn't name two, you named one. Carmelo Anthony and No, Greg. he's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carmelo Anthony, famously bad basketball player. Yes. <laughs> what has he done in his career? What did he do? This is disagreeing for the sake of content. <sighs> No, I actually believe that. I don't think Carmelo's good. Oh, come on. You could say Carmelo had a disappointing career or like that he Disappointing? Wasn't... It was one of the most disappointing careers in the history he of the NBA. He didn't live up to expectations or whatever, but he was a very good NBA player. And a very good, I mean, a very good basketball player. He was very good at taking his shots Yeah, for a team that went nowhere. Congrats had, to Carmelo. Andrew. He had some good Denver years. And he had his dad mellow year. Do you remember dad mellow? Yeah, that lasted like 30 games before he got hurt. When he was, he was like just finding Aaron Aflalo, you know, 
on the yeah <laughs> on the wing. No, those years annoyed me because it's like, where was that this entire time? Clearly, you know how to pass. Dad Mello was legitimately just Julius Randle because he was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was always he was passing out of doubles in the post. And yeah, finding shooters. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.